What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Antler Up podcast. And this is actually going to be the last one of 2020. So this will wrap up a year for us. Um, What a year it's been. Thank you so much to everybody that's been supporting us. Thank you, Dimitri, Mike, uh, and everybody else that's come on, all our guests been phenomenal it's been fantastic getting to know everybody and just do what we love and that's just uh, talk hunting and and bring this platform out and education to people uh to everybody well this week we have uh the second part of our episode with tim seesock and we wrap up the first couple minutes talking about uh tim's experience this past year with mobile hunting about his saddle setup and you know what he's you know what he sees fit for that as well. And then we get into our, our Utah trip details. We had a blast talking about it and, you know, we had a blast going out there as well. And we wrapped that up and, uh, you know, again, I just, what a year it's been. Uh, although I've yet to, to fill a, a PA buck tag, um, chances are looking slim, but I will be going out late season, Uh, As you will hear during this podcast, Dimitri kind of wrapped up his season because baby number two is on the way. So congrats to him and his wife on that. And I know uh, Mike uh, is wrapping his season up in New York today as well. So uh, hopefully we could still get something done. I plan on going in a blind with my daughter, uh, taking her out for a first whitetail hunt. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Get a little space heater and and just... and introduce that to her. We took her out in the uh, spring during turkey season. She had a blast, so I'm excited for this opportunity. Well, everybody, again, we'll pick up here in two weeks, so we're going to take a two-week break just to spend some time with our families uh, during the holiday season. Please stay safe out there. Enjoy that time off with family and friends and loved ones, and if you're working, continue to work hard. And uh, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for all the support. It, It really, really means so much to me. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and uh, Antler Up. And before we get in the episode, I just want to say a quick thank you to all of our partners over this past year that has been, uh, that supported us, helped us out with everything growing, and uh, I I honestly, it's amazing to to know these people, to work with them, and thank you so much. Uh, Check them out over at antlerupoutdoors.com, click under our partners page. And also, we have a few uh, hats left. I mean, I'm talking about two two left in each style, basically. So thank you to Shay and his wife over at Shea Butler Knives and Single Acre Hat Company. Uh, great products. Thank you so much. So if you're interested in helping support the, uh, Antler Up, there's your chance. Thank you. Uh, means a lot. Enjoy the episode. So we, uh, we left for... Uh, Utah. We'll transition to that. Yeah, let's go right into it. We've left for Utah. This was Dimitri and I's first Western, Western trip. Western trip. You know, you're the vet when it comes to that, Tim. Um, <laughs> yeah, he you're taking these. Colors. Yeah, you're taking these two idiots that uh, <laughs> just so dumb and dumber well, going out to Utah. <laughs> well, let, let's set this up. Now we're hunting a a basically a zero point yep. draw unit, right? Everything in. in uh, Mule deer for Utah is a draw, regardless. Yep. But your chance of drawing with zero per, with zero points is like ninety percent. So we kind of knew, okay, w- what's the quality of this hunt going to be? Priority was get you guys some backcountry experience. That's what we were looking for. Yep. And you know, we shoot something, we shoot something. If not, we have a good time. Yep. Um, we that, had, we that we did. That we did. We did have a good time. <laughs> so, 
So go ahead, <laughs> continue. So we uh, we were talking, and based on our time off ability of when it makes most sense, we said let's go early because one, it works better for us for all work schedule, and two, mm-hmm. because of the less pressure on these bucks. So it was like you know it was a win win. Right. So we uh, we drive out there and we left that Thursday. Thursday night. Thursday well, night. Well, probably afternoon. Yeah, Thursday afternoon. We take the shifts, and we're rotating through. And some, it, some people took shifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I think I drove a total of four hours. <laughs> I did the at, night at, shift, though. Out of whatever it was, 24? Yeah. 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 So. Um, but I'll tell you what, though. We got out there pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I was we very shocked mm-hmm. of the timing and no issues. and Zero. We, we made it out there, and we actually made it out there earlier than we yeah. thought, and we, we were going to have some time to scout. I mean, we were pumped up going into Utah. When we crossed that border, we were just ready to roll. We knew we'd have, what, like two hours to scout the night right. before. We could drive through some areas and see and do some glassing and figure out really what we wanted because up to that point, all we did was e-scout. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know what the land or the terrain was going to look like. because yeah, you didn't right. go out. Right. You, you went out to Colorado, but you didn't make that. Never made that, it over there. Yeah. And we had there. Weston, uh, our friend of the podcast, and, and he went one time, and he actually drove up the one mountain um, and did a little bit of scout and basically off the road, not r- very much hiking. Um, Said it will be great. Yeah. <laughs> it looks awesome in there. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, so we didn't have much to go off of, and we had several spots picked out in our unit. But I mean, what the one spot was an hour and a half, an hour and 15 yeah. minutes away. So, I mean, it's not like you just bounce one to there right, and two right. hours to scout it out. And the one place we wanted to go to was probably what 45 minutes on a dirt road, yeah. You know, and if we got there and it was unhuntable. You know, we'd have to drive out, and that was our whole scouting trip. So we really had to keep it simple as far as starting out. Yeah, that. I think we we scouted our way through because yeah. we, we didn't get to the area that we initially wanted to because it would have been dark. Um, so I think our game plan was let's find the closest public and use these two hours to our advantage. Saw that cow moose. That was yeah, pretty that cool. Yeah, that was awesome. That, that was, was pretty cool. cool. And then a bunch of those mule does. Yeah. Um, yep. That was right up from there. And then uh, – Kind of got into, put it this way. I mean, we had no problem getting into deer right off the bat. No, we didn't. That was, and then like our our expectation too was like, oh, if we see a deer, that'd be great. <laughs> right. And we ended up seeing a shit ton of yep. deer, yeah, which was awesome. It was just the experiences and the hunts were, are what the funny part is. But I think too, like to kind of backtrack, uh, when we were we were we were scouting our way, driving through, and we kind of what's even like paint the picture of like the area so like so, we're we're in that area and and not a mile down the road is a 12 year draw yeah yeah 12 so we're yeah right, diamond yeah. mountain yeah so, so we're looking <laughs> right across the border it takes you 12 years to draw but you can hunt you can hunt the border of that unit for every year if you wanted to yeah so uh, i mean and after we got in there we were all excited you know we we stopped at that last gas station yeah. you know we called all our family and friend you know basically who we wanted to we didn't know if we were gonna have service or not and i mean i i just remember the adrenaline was through the roof oh, yeah. to me you know because yeah. we we're within 15 minutes of where we could hunt and then we saw that that uh moose yeah. and we saw a couple does on the drive in and and we were all pumped up and, you know, I just remember we were all excited. And then we went up in that one dirt road and it was just like camper, 
camper, four wheeler, <laughs> side by side. And it was all pines and it was unhuntable as far as mule deer at that point. So it was kind of like a roller coaster. We kept going up and down. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that was that was pretty much the deciding factor of we can't be up here because we can't we can't spot and spot and stock mule deer yeah. in a hundred percent of a forested country. So where the heck do we go? And it was more desert mule deer at the bottom. And then you had the high country mule deer that were living in yeah. forested territory. And, you know, wh- how that pressure would affect that deer movement is really what, yeah. you know, drove the, drove the hunt, I guess. Um, I think, I think that night we drove around to along, we were close to that border of that, of that quality unit and yeah. saw a lot of deer and, not, I don't know if we saw any good buck. I can't remember. We if saw, well, we, we saw two spikes, yep. and then we saw several does on the unit we could hunt. Yep. And then once we got off of Once five, we got into the 10-year unit. Yeah, for, which was literally cross-border. Yep. What, within, what, five minutes, we saw two huge well, we saw, bucks. Yeah, we saw a big group of, ba- a bachelor group of yeah. just freaking studs. <laughs> and then we drove to a BLM land. To scout out. That's right. Yeah. That we were able to hunt, which was our unit. We scouted that out. And we and said, we didn't see anything, but we stopped and we started hiking a little bit. And yeah. you could see that there was a lot of deer sign in there. It looked a little bit older, but yeah. I think that's when we determined, like, there's no, there was nobody around. There was other people up on the roads, obviously, scouting from the truck. But there was nobody in this BLM land, and I think that's what was our deciding factor. Right. Is let's let's get back here for the night. Right. So we ended up sleeping in the <laughs> truck that night. <laughs> oh, Dimitri we did sleep in the yeah, truck. Yeah. Dimitri right. wakes us up at like two in the morning, and the uh, uh, windows are fogged. <laughs> <laughs> they are fogged up from us sleeping, and start the car to put the windows down. But there was a reason why I slept in that back seat the whole night, <laughs> so I can claim the back seat. I was afraid someone's going to drive by and think that. Was a young couple yeah. uh, going at it, and then so we <laughs> wake up. We woke. We woke up early. We, uh, got, we are juiced up. Juiced up. We walk. We hike in like to the top. Like we're at this base of this. <laughs> we like, hiked in around all this public or private land, right? Yeah, yeah. Right around in the, the public because you know you don't want to cut through the private and yeah. be a douche. <laughs> so I think we. I think we we probably hiked at least. Probably two and a half, three miles. Yes, I think easily. to get up top. Yep. To get up top, and I stayed up on top. We were a little bit below you. Below you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Watch. Look into this basin. Beautiful. Beautiful you know. basin. Yeah, I can glass forever up there. I'm like, this is great. All we got to do is just watch a uh, watch a deer go to bed. And then next thing you know, we're what? watching side by side go side. Up <laughs> go up the hill. Fifteen minutes before light, you yep. know, we're all juiced up. We're like, it's gonna get light out. We're gonna we're gonna see these deer. You know, this is going to be beautiful, and it's just like Christmas morning. You plug in the lights. <laughs> they were just... <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting up there glassing, and these two guys just walk right through the private. <laughs> get onto the public and walk right by me. I'm like, I'm here glassing, and they're like, yeah, what's up? And they just kept walking like right down in the base, and I'm like, well, this is... This is trash. <laughs> That's what we were all excited. The you know this is like oh this is where these deer are going to be feeding up into the the bedding area, and we're looking down. I mean it's probably a mile down yeah. there. I mean yeah. it was a 
long distance that we could see. Yep. And right before light, right where we thought the deer would come through, this side by side is just driving <laughs> right through the basin, just blowing it up. <laughs> Unbelievable. So because we didn't know we didn't know you could ride side by side in BLM. BLM I mean, or I even still on the don't public. Know if you're allowed to, but <laughs> I, I don't know. It, I think it was probably, I don't know, we gave it, like, maybe the first hour light, yeah. and then it was like, this is trash over here, and you're like, yeah, it's trash over here, too, and, and we just said, screw today, we're just going to scout, around. yeah. Yep, and I think that's the biggest thing about not knowing the area, yeah. you know, and, and I think more of it, you have to plan out that the first day or two is going to be basically scouting. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what we thought. And that's what we did. We were like, let's get the highest vantage point we can, see as much as we can, and see if we can put some eyes on deer. And we knew that the day before the season that there was going to be a lot of roads that we could drive on. You know, here we thought we were going to be hiking in and doing miles and miles of hiking, which really wasn't the case in our trip. This but, wasn't the backcountry experience that we have hoped it to be. Yes, yeah, right. but <laughs> we knew that we could get in the truck and cover a lot of ground really fast and f- try to find deer. Yeah. And which what we did, and we said, let's get out of here. It's still early. They're still on their feet. Let's drive around this area and try to really spot deer while they're moving. And that's what we right. did. Yeah. And we actually saw a good saw bit a of does. Yeah. And we actually saw a herd of elk. You yeah. know, yeah. what about 20 calves and cows? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Across the road that yeah. one day. And we didn't have a, we didn't end up going with the, the elk tag, no. you know, <laughs> which, which obviously when you don't have one, you see them on see public them. ground. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we did cover a lot of ground that first morning. Yeah. So then we, when we drove around, we, we found areas and found spots and we went back to that kind of that. Beginning we spent those two days. Yeah, yeah, we spent two days, and we saw a group of. It's where we saw those spikes. We saw the two spikes and the big group of does um, on that one side hill. Right, and that's where you went that one night down further, mm-hmm. and then you and I <laughs> went up. Well, we did get stopped. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that was probably the the biggest the biggest that thing that we were able to do was get over that first knuckle. Yeah, and glass the next ridges that nobody was doing because everyone was glassing from wherever they can get in their trucks so i think our priority was let's find where you can't see from the roads yeah it, whether it be a ridge or a valley or a basin and we hiked up and that's when we we hiked up to the top of this little ridge we we glassed the the ridge across there were several buck and several doe all bedded up and then we turn around and here comes the game commission <laughs> <laughs> and there's a pennsylvania plate truck just sitting there right on the border of the tenure unit <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and the zero point unit <laughs> and we come we come back we're walking after we glass those deer and they're like hey gentlemen what's going on we're like hey no bows in hand no we were just go- trying to climb up that ridge and just try to glass and see if we could see anything because if not we're going to come back to the truck and move on or if we saw a deer we could just go back and jump back and grab our bows and then head up the ridge. Yeah, we didn't realize that people in Utah just think they can ambush deer with bows all the time. <laughs> we like to let them lay down a little bit, yeah. but I guess this wasn't the normal sea goes, out there. What, what do you go? You can't shoot a. <laughs> yeah. Can't. How are you going to shoot a deer without your bows? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, well, we're glassing. Yeah. We, we can't shoot a deer if we don't see one. But so, in- out of all the states I hunted, this these guys actually went through us and, and you know, asked for our licenses and went through the whole shebang and they were really nice. And they basically said, 
you're in one of the best areas in this unit. So we kind of pat ourselves on the back to be able to set up shop here. And uh, <laughs> I think it was a Demetri that said, we're just trying to get away from people. <laughs> and he goes, good luck with that. <laughs> we're just like, what? Like, I mean, because nowhere in this unit you can't hide for a little bit. Yeah. And we were like, I can't believe how many side by sides are, are running around. And we didn't know they'd be fall- going up on these trails. And he's like, Yep, that's basically what well, people do. And and because, too, it wasn't on our e-maps, whether it be Onyx or whatever, these roads. That was the biggest struggle. Like, right? we, they weren't on there, so, so we, we had no idea. So you hit the Onyx roadless uh, layer, and it shows you, yep, no roads in this area, no roads in that area. You zoom in, there's no pass, no nothing. But the, over up. the years, these, these side-by-sides or quads or whatever just – created trails that they just used for recreation and it just you know you think you find an area and then you go 100 yards and there's a trail (laughs) yeah well and that's what we also ran into is a lot of people were camping in these areas and you could bring your squads or side-by-sides because there's no fee to camp so if you find a spot to pull off whether you have a camper or you know or you're tenting you know, you could bring your side-by-side or your quad and run all through this national forest and just ride, recreational. Right. Right. And we didn't know that, you know. So a lot of these people weren't even hunting. No. But no, so no. all day long, they're just running their quads <laughs> and side-by-sides, which we found out the first evening. Yeah. You know, because we drove around, we scouted a lot of areas in the midday, and we didn't really find much. And then that night, we said, well, let's go back to where we've seen the most deer. Mm-hmm. You know, so Jeremy and I went to the one ridge. We saw a bunch of does and two spikes. And yep. we said, well, we'll just glass. And then Tim went to the other ridge. Where we were glassing before where we the were glassing. commission stopped us. Yep. yep. And he was going to sit on that. And then we were just going to glass for the evening. And we, and we saw deer. We saw a ton of deer. Yeah. Yep. I think there was a spike that walked by me at 42 yards. And, yeah. and we're not in a glorified unit here. Like, no. It, you know, did I want to shoot a spike? No. Um, come the last day, I probably would have let one fly. But, you know, we probably, you know. To shoot a rack buck, it was going to be difficult for sure. Right. Um, but a Y buck was definitely in the neighborhood <laughs> at that point, you know. But, um, yeah, it, it, you know, we 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 started to notice that these deer were in areas that that they could not be seen from the road. From the road, yeah. And 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 you did have to hike a little bit, and and that's what the pressure didn't do. Like everybody that we ran into, they were just sitting in their truck, sitting in their quad or side by side or whatever and just glassing and and there was a truck up above me i remember on that backside. yep and they were sitting there glassing and i'm sitting there with deer in front of me and i'm like these people can't see these deer and that's why the deer just stuck down in there right and that's where too where that truck was behind them was that higher mountain Mm -hmm. because that's where we went the next day yep and so we made, we popped up camp. So that first night, like we saw, we saw a spike in yep. several does yep. and we couldn't make a play. And I actually, it was the first night. And I said, if I can get a shot at this spike, I'm taking it, you yeah. know, cause yeah. after seeing that pressure the first morning, you know, we I knew. didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, if I had to take, you know, the tool of shooting a spike, I'm going to shoot a spike. You know, I drove all this the way out. I mean, I had the expectations I was going to shoot a legal buck. <laughs> I'm, yep. you know, whether it was a, you know, four by four or <laughs> if it was a spiker. So yep. we were watching the spike in a couple of does that evening. Yep. And, uh, you know, just waiting to see and kind of figure out where they were going to feed. They're feeding down into a little ravine 
and I was thinking about of what I wanted to do. And then 15 minutes later, here comes a side by side, you know, they Ripping weren't through. hunting. No. They were just driving through and there was a path that goes right down in too. that ravine. Yep. And then those buck jumped up into the bedding where we were, we were kind of, uh, glassing from but it was over so i actually kind of looped around and they were just way too spooked to try to make a play on and we couldn't make anything happen that first night these recreational individuals too like they didn't know where we were so if they see these deer they're like oh look at there's a meal yeah they're They're stopping just stopping looking at these selfies with them (laughs) yeah and you know we're just we're trying to freaking hunt (laughs) like and uh so that was uh eventful as far as like getting our bearings together first day you know like we said we went scouting we put on a play at night just to kind of see Mm -hmm. what was going on then the next day we made we set up camp you went back to that same area i did yeah and you and i went to the that higher mountain that's where that one truck was that you saw was was kind of glassing from yeah and uh this is the story that we've told on the podcast where dimitri and i we hiked in like uh, we drove to a spot and we hiked up on this mountain. We get set up. He's making coffee. I'm watching the private side to see if it, anything's coming down. I go over to just say hi to him and see what's going on and, you know, how his coffee's going and stuff. And next thing you know, it, I'm, I don't even have my binos up. I go, Demetri, there's two deer across the canyon, the canyon. And there are two, there was a, what was it a Two, there was a, a big forky, and yeah. then there was a three-by-three, three three. a really nice three-by-three, three because, you know, the second day, what we thought is we would just get as high as we could yeah. and try to get away, because there was, on the map, less roads. Yep, in that area. On the on Onyx. Yeah. So we figured that we would get up there. It was a little higher elevation. Maybe the all the driving around really pushed them up. And that was kind of our game plan, and it really worked out. Yeah. You know, because these bucks were just cruising up, and then on top, it was really foresty, you know, um, yeah, cover. It, yeah, because yeah, once up, you got up in elevation, you couldn't hunt. No. Nope. You can only hunt the bottoms. Right. Yep. Once you got up there, it was 100% forested. There was no chance of, I mean, if you jump a deer, that was really your only way to, to see one. To see, see one. one, yeah. Yeah. And there, I mean, there was no glassing possibility whatsoever. So you... Because we'll get into what we ended up doing. And <laughs> I was on the other end, you know, where where I spent a good majority, of, and it was just a small little ridge, yeah, um, a, a big rock cut going through it, um, and there was a little bit of a forest up top that these deer basically were hiding in the shadows, yep. But it was right along the border of that ten year unit, right. So basically, what I did was glass that backside. There was a little creek bottom going through there. And I think we all set up it there in the evening. Yep. And so there was uh, a watering hole as well. And it was what, 70 yeah, plus degrees the, every day? Oh my yeah. God. That was the worst. I remember sending you that that <laughs> image of SpongeBob dying because that's what I that's that's what I felt like being out there with no water, just baking in the sun. Like I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking that I was just gonna lay in these like <laughs> rocks and rocks and just be baking okay for sun, four no hours baking in the sun. That was awful. I, I I think I was my whole face was sunburned. It was awful being there without water. But but I hunted that area for like two days and two two and a half days. Whatever we spent down in that area, mm-hmm. I, I kind of dedicated up into there. And there was I mean there was no shortage of does whatsoever. And just trying to wait out to get one of these bucks to come through. And 
And like I said, I had that spike the one morning at yep. like 42 yards or whatever and let it go. Regret it now looking back at it. And now, and then, uh, you know, it, it was, it was one of those areas that you couldn't see, but the deer loved that little creek bottom going up to that watering hole. And they, especially in the that. evening, cause it got so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think we triple teamed that whole area yeah, that did. one time and, and we all had deer coming by us yeah. and, uh, it just didn't work out to within bow range, but, um, <laughs> that, that spot was definitely, I, I still think you could have, if you would have waited out. If we had a ton of time to hunt, you could have killed the deer. Uh, you could have killed the buck there. Um, I just think that, you know, for those couple of days that we spent there, it was just luck of the draw. Either that uh, uh, a buck that you want to take is going to be in there or not. But yeah. you're definitely guaranteed to see deer in there, whether it's on your unit or the other unit, which was, like, the crazy part. Because, like, if any of those deer would have uh, – the deer knew the line, right? The deer definitely knew that, that where that unit existed. Oh, like, yeah. Here's the safe haven, and here's where you're going to get blitzed. That's where, like, the uh, popular jock, like, like 180-inch mule deer, like, went to the diamond side, and then that little, like, small dick, <laughs> like, <laughs> Newton. Here comes grade. a spike jumping the fence. <laughs> <laughs> you go to that side, buddy. You go get shot over there. But so then that day, that day two, day two, we went up, and like I said, we, we saw a quarter side-by-side, but we lost track of it on that other side of the mountain. And then when, when I went over to him, I'm like, Demetri, there's the two deer. And we look at them. And then all of a sudden, he just, I don't know what made you look. He looked at the top of the mountain. And there's like two <laughs> quads. My spidey sense yeah. of all the pressure. <laughs> two quads. And there's like, he could almost like set, like feel these four guys on their quads, just like sitting back with their hands behind their head, just like <laughs> glassing what? right at these bucks. Glassing these drinking bucks. beers, throwing out cigarettes. Yeah. Like, all right, let's go get a beer. And he and I are like, what should we do? And he goes, I remember he goes, well, let's, let's just watch them and wait. Because everybody that we kind of talked to yeah. just said, you know, come up with a game plan. Watch what they do. Absolutely. And, let and them go to bed. Let them go to bed. And as soon as he said that, like, I shit you not. Like, as soon as he said that. You see these guys like, yeah, <laughs> like they they get down and they they get camoed up, <laughs> and they start like sprinting down the mountain. Yep. And we're watching these deer, and they they're moving a little bit faster. And, and then I Dimitri's like, all right, let's go where we these escape routes. Yeah. Where's this escape route going to be? Because we're our watching PA experience. Yeah, right exactly. There. And I, like. I know, like, again, we've said this a couple times on the podcast, but these guys were legit, like, running. Like ninja. Ninja. Bow in the hand, like, crouching down, full, like, walk sprint that you could right to the Aspens where they're bedded down. Like, going right at them. And, uh, uh. Well, then the quad comes. uh, So, the one guy stays up at the quad. Yep. And they're probably about 50 yards from these Aspens. And they kind of, the two guys split up. So they're probably about 75 yards. One's going to wrap around. One's going to go straight into the Aspen. So I have no idea what these guys, (laughs) their game plan was. So I hear the quad start up. And we're just sitting there like, what is going on? This yeah. is not what I expected I think about Western hunting time, is. I, I feel like, too, at this point in time, then they finally saw us. Yeah, right? they, they knew we were there. And I hear this quad start up, and it goes up on the hill. So I was like, what is this guy? You know, maybe he's 
going to circle around or, you know, and then eventually try to get in the bottom. Maybe they're going to surround this Aspen patch. I had no idea what they were going to do. <laughs> and I hear this quad coming around the bottom of the, and it drives right up into the Aspen patch. And I'm just thinking, what is going on? And then like, I don't see any deer running out. And then the two guys just go like, I'm telling you as far, as fast as you could walk with a bow in your hand, right into the Aspen patch. And I'm just like, this is not what anyone told me that we should be doing the mule deer hunt. How are these Westerners doing? And they go in there and we didn't see any deer escape because you were down on the bottom side. I was up on the top side on the other ridge looking and I could see 360 around that Aspen patch. Didn't see the deer come out. So I don't know what happened. So those guys blow it up. We could hear them talking on the cell phone down in the bottom, just as loud as could be. We're several hundred yards away from these guys. And they're just like talking on the cell phone. We hear the, the quad startup circles back around. They grab their other quad. So we're like, this area is blown up, you know? So we didn't know what happened. We go back to the truck. We told Tim what happened. And we're, he's like, all right, we'll pick us up. It's probably, what, 10, 11 o'clock yeah. at that point. I, I started filming him doing an exit interview of, like, what just happened. What just happened. And, like, he's like, so uh, we're in this spot. It just got blown up. And all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> start coming up the road. Yeah, and those guys I, come so, up. So I, I, I stopped filming him. And they were going to blow by us, but I'm like, screw this. I want to talk to them. So yeah. I, I'm like waving them Smack down. Smack them across the face. <laughs> so I'm, like, the other. I'm like, what's going on guys? Like, uh, you know, you know, just like, do you see us? They're like, yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah, we put it on a play or something and they, they jumped over and we're like, yeah, he said he was at full draw and the buck <laughs> jumped up and ran off and he didn't get a shot. And the one guy driving the quad, he stayed up there and he was saying, he was like, yeah, I tried circling down around with the quad and try to push those deer up towards those guys. And I'm like, remind you, this is August. Yeah. Yeah. This is the second day of archery. And these guys are doing deer drives with a freaking ATV. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So everything that we learned about Western hunting leading up to this, was just like out the, blow, the door, literally like what is going on here? Yep. At, at this point, I'm ready to just like hit one with our, with with Dimitri's truck, <laughs> you know, whatever gets us one. But no, then at that point, you and I, we were observing because we were talking to him for about five minutes, and you know they were like, "Oh, we're we're only going to be able to hunt one more day, or something like like that." And my or or today only because I got a cousin's birthday, so they were locals, and uh, they were all locals. Yeah, yeah, they were. Was- Kind of a good thing to know, like, okay, we're hunting where the locals are, but right. the other thing is, what the hell kind of tactics do these locals yeah. use? <laughs> so I remember observing them and, and seeing the type of arrow, like just the equipment they were using. So then the next, so then that night we go to the side that you were on, Tim, mm-hmm. and that's yep. where the three that's of us we sat on the watering hole yep. and died on the of ridge. thirst. Yep. We, we basically made a play of we weren't going to glass. We were going to put each of us in a position to, if these deer did what they did the next last two days, yep. we, One were of gonna, us we were going to, someone was going to get a shot if a buck right. came by. Right. And that's what we did. And we basically <laughs> roasted in the sun. Yeah. Roasted in the sun and watched a lot of does. <laughs> I had cactus up my ass. Basically. Oh my God. <laughs> that was, 
that was the worst was just laying in that beating sun. Yeah. And then the ants. Oh Utah has ants. Yeah. They don't bite you, but they will crawl on you all day long as soon as you sit down. <laughs> as soon as you sit down. And then but, uh But that was where it really transitioned, like we're not going to be able with the yeah. pressure we knew that these deer weren't going to bed in areas where we can spot and stalk. Right. Them, right. right. So we almost had a transition to like a on the ground, whitetail hunt, where are these deer going to be, where are they going to travel come come evening, right. and we got to get ourselves within range. Yeah. And th- and that's pretty much how we hunted the rest of the trip, trip for the most part. Right, because then the next day, the next morning, he and I were talking about, like, what do we want to do? And I said, let's get higher, <laughs> like, from where we were, because what the way it looked like on the map that we were just going to kind of run into more of that. Um, because, because then that was our last day in that area was that third day. So then, yeah, that, and then we, that, gave, we wanted we to give screw. it one more day. Yeah, yeah. So that, that Monday then is when we went up further. We went up, we said we had to go back to where we saw those bucks. Basically, yep. that was the only mature bucks that we've seen on the trip so far. Right. Let's give it one more morning. And you went back to that same spot. I went down in the bottom. You get, yep. 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 So we go up there and as we're walking through, this instead of going straight up this mountain, Dimitri and I, we were like, let's angle through this this uh, brush basically. And as we're walking through this brush, he goes, "Look at this!" He pulls up an arrow. It was half an arrow with half, the broadhead on half it. Half an arrow with the broadhead. No, it was actually the whole broad, the whole arrow because it had this red and yellow vein on it, and it was mm. the old school type vein. And I'm looking, I'm, I go, "This is the same arrow that the the Those guy on the quad had." <laughs> So that those deer must have somehow got up over and they drove up when they drove up past after they talked to us, got off their quad and shot at this deer. Mm. So he and I go up to this top and as we get to the top, it then just drops. I mean, like you're at the top of this mountain, then it's a cliff and it was all pine trees, all pine trees, all pine. Yeah. So then he and I walked back down and when we walked back down, we found a hunting glove. Yeah. So the, basically the hunting glove was on the four wheeler path. Yeah. So basically we put it together. The arrow was probably 60 yards away from yep. the glove. So basically it was a right glove. The guy was had a right handed bow. So we, we kind of pieced it together yeah. like as evidence that this, these guys <laughs> drove past us, whether it was that day or that night, Drove up this four-wheeler path and basically shot at a deer yeah. off their four-wheeler. He threw his glove off, fell off the four-wheeler. He shot at the deer. Missed it. Missed it. The arrow just was right there. Didn't even try to pick up his arrow or find his arrow, and they moved on. Yeah. and then, Welcome to the shit show. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then that night... You came up to that same area. I did, and yeah. We, we glassed it, didn't see anything. I think I was on the canyon, the next canyon over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of went up above, went around. Yep. And ran into some great sign, saw yeah. a couple does. We saw a lot of elk sign up there. Yeah. I did find that elk skull, too. Yeah. That was already hacked off. Yeah. The antlers were hacked off already. But, um, yeah, there was there was probably just as much elk sign up there as deer sign. But, but there was no hunting that. Like, you had to drop down. And yeah. if these deer got pressured, they knew they weren't coming out in those openings. So that's that's what ultimately I think. Did we move camp that night, or did we just stay there? The that next night? day. The next know. day, we yeah. gave it one more morning. Yeah, I, I don't remember where we went. I don't remember either. Um, but we did glass one more area, and then we went to the sloppy pig. 
We went to the sloppy pick. So we basically <laughs> drove off the mountain into Vernal, yep. which is the one city around. And that's the only road that kind of took you to the next, probably more the eastern part of the unit that we were able to hunt, which is where kind of Weston scouted out for us. Because yep. I remember calling him and basically saying, like, dude, we're, <laughs> we're basically lost. Where do we get away from the hillbillies? Yeah. So we went to, we stopped. Basically found the hole in the wall, the sloppy pig. Freaking awesome food. <laughs> Tremendous food. I don't know if it was good just because it was actually good. It was probably the best Western barbecue that I've ever had in my life. Probably because it did not have to get rehydrated in boiling water. <laughs> After Tim breaks Dimitri's shit. <laughs> Which one did I break? I forget. Jet boil. My jet boil, uh, man. I, I broke everything I touched that shit. <laughs> Including he, my toothbrush. So it's... In Backtrack a little bit. It's what the second night, I think. Yeah. Maybe it was the first night. I don't. I don't remember. It's been too long. And he's he's like this Japanese. Uh, <laughs> this stove is stove great. Is I've had great. it for four There's years. Eight dollars. Eight dollars on that thing. It was, he's like, I've been, had it for years. <laughs> go to light it. Nothing. <laughs> what even start? So he uses my jet boil, and he's putting a full pot on it and these flames are just like shooting out the side and i'm like you sure that's okay he's like yeah it looks all right <laughs> and it doesn't even heat his his pot and he looks at it and literally the plastic on my jet boys is completely melted, melted. <laughs> story of our trip oh my gosh yeah so we go to let's take a break at sloppy pig because i gotta take a piss all right yeah i got to too all right you talked about the getting mobile and being in the saddle Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've we've become good friends with some of the people at Tethered, and they help they help us out with some stuff. And uh, I, I and this is by again, this is own personal preferences. This is not me uh, saying it, it because they I have their image on our website. I'm like this has nothing to do with that. Like I thought for me, my transition was simple. I don't like you didn't run a platform. I did, but I'm not like I'll, okay. You want me to go through my setup and yeah, what yeah, I did? All yeah, right, because yeah, yeah. I was new this year to set Right, because so right? was I, and I, and I I felt pretty good. So that's why I'm interested to hear yours. I was, um, I, I feel good now, Okay, um, but I also didn't put the practice in before the season. Um, so I actually ran Wild Edge Steps, the S-T-E-P-P, the step. Um, so it's like that triangular looking yeah. um, separate, you know, it, it, it ties on by its own kind of knot, and then you cam it. And over. I heard just from either like if you poll ten people, five people like this is just I'm throwing a random number. Five mm-hmm. people love them, five people hate them. So that's it, it takes practice. It's yeah. it, it's not like strapping on a set of steps and 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 going about your way. Okay. So it it took me a little bit to understand how tight that knot has to be, how you have to lift it up and cam it over. But once it's solid on the tree, it's good. Now, I also ran a nader suader. Okay. So for those that don't know what a nader suader is, you basically have um, two straps, okay? So your strap, so for me, because for whatever reason, my, left hand, my left-footed strap goes around your boot, right around the arch of your foot, and it comes up, and there's a carabiner on the end. So that carabiner has some elastic, and then I have a second carabiner connected to my saddle so that when I unhook, it doesn't hang all the way down. It only okay. hangs at, like, my knee, right? So basically, I put my step on at about eye height. So you're about five feet up, right? 
And then you pick up your left foot with this nader on it, attach a carabiner, and then you use that to basically put the foot on the tree. And that's basically your first step. So your your boot is against the tree. So then on my right foot, I have the suader, which is um, basically gets, it's again, looped around the arch of my foot on my right foot and then gets tied around my, right below my knee. And it has like a hook on it. So my nader's attached with the carabiner. I step up. Okay. So basically the strap is suspending my, my boot. Right. And then my right foot, I take that hook that's right below my knee and attach that. When I step up, I attach that onto the wild edge step. So then I disconnect the carabiner from my left foot to get my left foot free. And then that hangs. And then I step up onto the wild edge step with my left foot. Okay. So then when I step up again with my right foot, um, that hook basically comes off and I can step on. So now I have two feet on the wild edge step. I basically only have one step attached and now I'm five feet above the ground. So this goes on until now I have my lineman's belt on my saddle. So this goes on until I'm 20 feet in the tree. If you think about it, it only takes me four steps to get up there. Right. And at a pound a piece, I can run a four pound setup to get 20 feet in the tree. Great. Right. Right. <laughs> takes some, obviously it takes some practice to try and get that get nader that. suader really working. And this is why I said, like when I killed my buck, I ran my climber cause the tree was wet. Right. So the, the, the most dangerous part about running a nader suader is getting that, the nader, the, um, my left foot with the, uh, carabiner attachment is getting your toes dug into that tree to make sure that you don't slip. Right. You slip yeah. off, you're attached to that tree. You could put yourself in a shitty position. Right. So because I have the wild edge steps, I, I purchased the wild edge perch. Um, so the perch is actually designed to platform, in, in, but it fits in one of the steps. So I run five steps. So I run four up and then I will offset the fifth step, whatever direction I want to face, you know, in the saddle. Right. So then I will mount the fifth um, step. Actually, when I'm standing on the third, I'll mount it above the fourth step so I can just make it an easy transition. So now I'm still t- 20 plus feet in the tree. Um, so the wild edge perch, I have to say, um, is not the best design. So when I started running this around the house, I'd only go like, you know, five feet off the ground or whatever. But what happens is when the, the when the wild edge step gets cammed over, um, the it depends on the species of the tree, how hard the wood is. And but the having the perch mounted to it, you're almost putting like some outlying pressure on that step. Yeah. And what you don't want to do is put that pressure on because it basically pulls that step off the tree. So that step comes down into like one point of contact at the bottom of it, right? Because it's like a triangle. And that's where I was running into issues. Where this, running this perch on the wild edge step, it was actually making this step want to come off the tree. Yeah. Slightly. It basically tightened the rope up because I was putting 200, you know, 180 pounds of pressure on a 200 with my pack, you know? Right, right. So that's where I ran into issues and it's like, okay, well, how do I, how do I fix this? So now I find myself running this setup with a ratchet strap. So now I have to run the ratchet strap. I put the step on, I put the perch on, I run a ratchet strap up around and ratchet the perch. Yeah. You shouldn't need to do that. Yeah. 
it was designed not to use it, right? Yeah. But now I'm running a ratchet strap. So now I'm like, okay, now I'm basically running any other kind of platform that's out on the market, right? Right. So the thing I like about it is that it's light. The thing I don't like about it is that extra step I have to do. And you're not getting a whole lot of platform in that. Right. Um, so I did have a little bit of uh, some type of learning process with that. Um, but overall, I'd love to upgrade my my platform yeah um i think i'd be i i'm i'm very happy with the nader suede like i'm still not thrilled if it if the tree's wet or whatever because like i said you really have to be careful with the nader um but i actually see that wild edge now has come up with a platform that has just like like every other platform now has the um the vertical mount that will go up and you can attach that to the tree separately yeah, basically like, so like with the cam strap so i think they know it's kind of like not a not yeah. a great design yeah um it convenient as hell yeah. right um, the freaking platform is like a pound and a half it fits into a step that you're already carrying in literally like my climbing setup with platforms like six pounds like, right you can't how, beat do, how do you beat that right well that's the thing like for me I had the smaller platform of the Predator platform, and then I got the XL. And the only reason why I bought the XL was because of the uh, extra ridge, like the, like there was built more built-in ridges on it, so like for slippage. Now, not that I had any issues with the smaller one, but I was just like, ah, being that it's smaller, I you know here in Pennsylvania, I'm gonna probably run into that. Let me just see which one I like better. Now, the little one I liked when. I was just filming him like it was Mm -hmm. just easy. But then I got to thinking, I'm like, I'm using this XL one all the time. Like it's bigger in the sense of my feet. I have better angles for me as like when I'm tethered in and it's not that much heavier. I mean, like maybe a pound. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And in the grand scheme of things, you don't feel that. Right. Right. If it was four or five. Yeah, you feel it. But I did not feel a difference. So I ended up selling actually the regular one and I just use now the XL and I couldn't be happier with it. The way the ridges are uh, on the side, on top, like, it is just, the, I don't know. That's the other thing with the perch is, like, you're stuck with a, a planer platform. Mm-hmm. Like, a, is the Predator adjustable at all? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. the other day I was like, in, you almost want something that's almost facing a little bit down tree, right? Yeah. And and that's where I think a lot of my my issues came in because I'm dealing with something planer, which, which was fine because, like, a lot of my saddle hunts were, like, you know, evening yeah. hunts, like, two, two and a half right. hours. That's all you're right. doing. And that's fine. Like, I realized I, I was starting to get hip pinch. Yeah. Um, But I'm also, I'm like you, I'm not a super tall dude. I'm not right. Dimitri over here standing at 6'7". <laughs> but um, th- with the way that the bridge came stock, you know, it's pretty long. Yeah. So I ne- I know I need to shorten my bridge up. So yeah. I'm definitely shortening my bridge I'll up. I'll tell you what, like, the more, the more I had a chance to to play with it uh, and like adjust things, adjust my tether height, all that stuff. Like I, I, I don't see myself going back to a normal tree stand comfort wise. uh, It's, you know, it's one of those things that like where I was on the end of that. I like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not forced to like it. I just, I actually do like it. And And I kind of felt like I would have, because I always enjoyed the way a lineman's belt, felt like when I would set mm-hmm. up a regular tree stand of leaning back and just the way that kind of oh and having two hands in motion. Yeah. I'd, I never had that when I was a kid. I was yeah, a dumbass. Yeah, so was I. You know, and hung tree stands like 
one hand gra- like right. grabbing onto the tree like and holding like, on for yeah, your life. And, yeah and the other one trying to get the chain across the onto the hook and it's like yeah. it's like where the hell were these linemen built yeah. like why did it yeah. take so long for them to yeah. enter the industry so i felt like i feel like once i i kind of got that feeling of okay i know i like just how that feels of leaning back I'm like i might like the saddle and then the more i practice with it and shooting out of it i'm like this is sweet. I don't know. I just, I don't know. So I could see myself continuing. I see myself continuing. Oh, I see. I see myself too. Definitely going yeah. forward with it. Yeah. Um, I think my climbing it's a tool system it's a tool, is, man. is definitely down um, with the, with the nature suede. And I, you know, I think the people like you, like you said, like five don't like the wild edge steps. I don't think they, they practice them enough to right. figure out what that right. tension's like to get them to cam over. And I think once, once you do that, they're they're freaking solid, but yeah. it definitely takes time. Well, that's it. The platform, though. Yeah. I, you know, I definitely see myself upgrading my platform, but I definitely see myself not worrying that couple right. of weeks before the season, you get a couple good bucks on camera, like, oh, I got to get a stand in here. Right. Now I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, that's what I look at his setup. And I mean, for him, it's butter. Like his like climber stand, his profile, his backpack, for all that he carries in, I mean, It'd, it'd be dumb for him to be like, oh, I want to try a lock-on. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just... And I'm going to try sticks because for how, again, for how slick his XOP climbing stand is. Now, the one that he has, they don't make anymore. Mm. So, like, he's lucky in the sense of for what he has because it is it is very slim. It is compact. And the way he runs his pack off it, which is the XOP pack, it's... I, I like, if he'd be like, ah, I would think about changing, I'd be like, ah, I wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be my advice. Right. I'd be like, if, if you want to try it, go for it. But I don't spend money <laughs> yeah. just because I think he he has it down. Yeah. I love my climber. It's the yeah. same way. Like, going in with my climber, I know how to attach my pack. And mm. you, you take on the extra weight and you just go. You got to find the right tree. Right. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. But I actually noticed that with the saddle, um, you know, they, 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 it, it gets preached that you can hunt a tree. And I agree with that. You know, yeah. you can really... With the right type of setup, you can hunt any tree. But again, you're going through that. You got a lineman's belt. You're detaching that lineman's belt to right. get around branches. Just, right. I mean, that's just the way it, it is. is. It's yeah. it's not that you can just climb faithlessly right. and and go up the tree. Um, yeah. So I I saw myself um, not so much trying to find myself a climber tree to get the saddle in, but knowing that, you know, well, if you're going up a pine tree with freaking branches sticking out of it, it's going to be hell. So, I think Thursday, it, I actually hunted with the bow too. Yeah. In rifle season, you know. Yeah. But it was the same thing. Like, I found a tree that yeah. I wouldn't get any other type of stand into this, but um, having the saddle, like you said, you have yeah. to get clear grip, yep. attach your linemans, get it around the next Trunk, trunk yeah and and, and, and that's what going. we did yeah yeah and that's awesome. uh i mean the only other way around that is to run two linemans which yeah it isn't i know people have run like put their tether around really quick just to strap in and go around yeah, with their that makes sense too yeah yeah i got done that once but but uh yeah i'm definitely uh i, I definitely want to kill a deer with in the saddle like i'm yeah. kind of i was almost I was almost uh, a little disappointed when i shot my buck because <laughs> i was in my climber i was like 
you know, I hunted these two days with the saddle. Yeah. If it's going to happen, it's going to yeah. happen today because I'm in the climber. Right. And I ended up, but it was definitely um, a, a tree I could have had. Well, that's what, like. It definitely w- could have killed it with the saddle. When I shot my doe out of it, it was actually on my weak side. So I shot it, like, in a tree stand. So I was kind of bummed because I wanted to be on that strong side and be yeah, able to yeah. just, like, knee into the tree and just let it rip. But it was the, it was the weak side. But So you were actually standing on the platform. Yeah, I was yeah. actually standing. Yeah. I did the whole dip under and you know rope across and was able to draw back and that's cool i mean cheating go 20 so well we uh made it to uh the sloppy pig which <laughs> sloppy pig a, sticky pig sticky pig i yeah. forget what it's called i think it was sloppy pig it might be sloppy yeah. tune the pink one instead the, owner. Pig or something, something. the <laughs> owner was super nice though oh, the he owner was, was great yeah. yeah i mean he. Yeah. i think it was like a family-owned business like yeah. his daughters ran, ran the it. front counter and <laughs> yeah. stuff and there was no one in there. Yeah. Literally nobody. Now this is COVID crazy time yeah. too, but there were at the I time we too, were the only ones sitting in there every time we were there. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I, I was really, really happy with, I, I mean, that was really good food. So this, <laughs> <laughs> the highlight of the trip <laughs> the was the sloppy pig. It was Western barbecue. We are taking uh sponsorship sloppy pig. Um, <laughs> we will tag you in this podcast. Yeah. Um, but then we we just stocked up on at Seven Eleven with some more ice and whatever else we needed to well, get. We, need, we had to get water because the biggest thing, you know, yeah. we th- we thought yeah. that we would be able to find a stream or something to get water because I mean we were planning yeah. for the the normal Western back backcountry trip, and what we found out, luckily, that's impossible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, impossible. it was all dry. I mean, I don't think there was one place that we saw and we covered a lot of miles that we could have actually got water and I agree even if you. we filtered it yeah yeah i mean so we knew at that point that we had to stock up on water and basically bottled yeah. water and we had and several jugs pack it in wherever you were going you had to take it with you yeah. yep yeah so we we do we did that and then we drove an hour and a half where weston scouted for us um you were in contact with him trying to figure out hey you know give us some more information regarding that <laughs> we're desperate <laughs> we're desperate um and we get to that new spot and like legit we were driving up the hill. Up well, the well, main road. Before we get there, right? Yeah. So we get to this spot, right? And we're driving up, and there's a gate right before you hit public ground, right? And there's a sign. Oh, yeah. That- <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's a sign. There is a sign as soon as you hit public ground that says, no ATV or UTV beyond this point. <laughs> Holy shit! Right. I, I, I'm even actually. So we, I think were, we were celebrating. We were like, yeah. "This is great! Finally, a walk-in area." Because yep. we went to uh, that BLM land right, mm-hmm. yeah, right at the bottom on that. Yep. And we were like, "Oh my gosh! Like, look at this! We found like old sign again. Tons of old sign. Tons. That's where I found that shed. Yep. Yeah, you found that that shed, and then, but again, we didn't kick up anything. Nothing. Nothing. It was like walking on the freaking beach up there too. <laughs> yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like it, it took more out of me to walk up there in that yeah. sand than it did to hike up a mountain two thousand feet. Yeah, <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> that was terrible. Not to mention the the hunters that we saw come out as soon as we were going in there. Yeah, I and think it t-shirts. was t-shirts, t-shirts, <laughs> jeans, and the one was oh, the girl. The girl they had a dog, and the one was carrying a bow, and it <laughs> she was, was like she what? was the only she was the only one carrying a yeah, bow. She was, was the it? only one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we saw, and we were on the 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 border of there's a private land, and we were right on the the border and there was two salt licks on the yeah, private that's land right, that's right. and all we saw around that salt lake was cow tracks yeah 
<laughs> we're like, well, if this guy has two salt licks and there's no mule deer tracks, there's nothing in this area. Yeah. That that area was freaking gorgeous too. Like I know. If there was any place to kill a mule deer or a mountain lion because it looked like mountain lion country, that was that was the place. Well, that's what we 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 talked about that if there was snow. A yeah, pie. We would have been in good shape. That these mule deer would have was pushed down into these areas. Yeah. You know, if you ever went in there for a rifle season I, I or a late I think it was Weston. He sent waypoints. And yep. he was like, yeah, there's like a 170-inch mule deer killed here. And it was literally like 200 feet from where we were standing. <laughs> we're like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Figure that one out. Yeah, right. We'll wait till rifle season to come back. So we ended up, so we're like, all right, let's drive up the road here just to see what it's about. So we're driving up the road. And as we're driving, we're like, there's a fork. There's, there's another a, fork. There's another fork. There's five dough. Right up the main. Right on along right. the, what, yeah. 40 yards off the road? Yeah. But the, the weird thing was, as soon as you went a little higher, you couldn't hunt. Yep. Right. Right. It just went into, I mean, where we camped, that was somewhat huntable. But if you went any higher than that, it was impossible. Well, yeah. then we went around the corner and then right around the, basically the road, Almost did a U-turn up the mountain and yep. then came back across. And there was an open patch and there was a spike yeah. standing there as well. So we seen three bucks driving up this road and we knew that that spike was stockable. And this is Tuesday. This is Tuesday. Now. This is, right. yep, this is Tuesday. So we basically drove up right around the corner. This was towards the evening already. Yes. It was probably what, like two o'clock maybe yeah, yeah yeah we had a couple hours left so basically we said you know and it was a pretty decent spike I mean, <laughs> well, you know, it was two inches at least well because because it was actually i think it was probably one or two and it was the that fork or that two by three because then you put a stock on well we put well, a stock was, on there was that funky one yes that was high so, and tight. so basically i deem myself i said Let's stock this spike. Yeah, you know, because it was. We grabbed the bow and we yeah, just went up. I with said, it. you know, I'll I'll shoot it. Yeah, you know, I said I I don't care. So we said, and you guys didn't even grab your bow. I grabbed my bow. I grabbed Tim my GoPro. grabbed his rangefinder. You had the GoPro, and we kind of stocked this this spike. Yeah, and we got up right above it, where it was probably 30, 40 yards. We looked, kind of crept over the the ridge. It wasn't there, and then. In, you know, we're like, where is it? Where is it? And then basically right along the woods line, right around, yep. there it was. And there then, was a couple. And Tim glassed, and he said, that's not a spike. <laughs> that, that's a really nice buck. And yeah, goes, that was that high and tight one. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. really high. It was really tight, a little funky. And we couldn't get a range because there was some sagebrush. And if we popped over it to range it, we would have been, been busted. Yeah. You know, and they were working along this woods line, and there was the spike, that funky buck. And a couple does, and we knew probably what 50, 60 yards where those two forkers were right. standing with several does as well. So we were right into the deer yeah. at that point. And, you know, we were probably what 70, 80 yards from those bucks at that uh, point. You wanted to kick me in the ass because I was like, <laughs> nah, it's too far to shoot. <laughs> at this point, and in you the were trip, like, I'm like, what? I can let an arrow rip here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're standing like ten yards into the trees. <laughs> We're like seventy plus yards away. I, I mean, maybe you could. I know I, I don't know, but that was me. But, but hindsight, <laughs> we don't. We tried to get around them. And well, yeah, we basically drove right by them, and we could see them down in the woods. And because what we found out is vehicles didn't bother the deer at no, all. 
No. They were yeah. almost like around that area on purpose. Yep. Yeah. Right. Because they couldn't be up any higher. They would have been in the real thick shit. But they were kind of like putting themselves in a position where they were in the open. But if they got pressured, they just ran into the Aspens. Right. And we kind of figured out what elevation they wanted too, because we right. even pieced together what the elevation was in the other spot that we were seeing right. deer compared to this which is an hour and a half away and it was the same it was the ele- same thing you went same up higher, elevation nothing you went lower nothing they were like stuck within like this three to four hundred foot range the yep. whole time yeah but then we try to get beyond them and i think we actually got messed up because that one elk hunter came down along the road mm-hmm. and he had a trailer and we were going to set up and kind of do a spot and stock on these deer yeah and he came down and we were talking to him we told him and he basically went down the road, but this trailer was just banging the whole time. Every pothole he hit. <laughs> and basically, I think that is what screwed us up on that first stock on those bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then we it was ba- just, it was weird though. Like just, well, cause when being around the, tra- like the, this main trail and still trying to like hunt, hunt. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the weirdest Cause thing. I remember I went in and there was a, a hill that like would have been phenomenal during sleigh riding season. Like, <laughs> and I look down and I see a fork and he's, his back is, you know, he's facing where we just came up from. So he doesn't see me whatsoever. And I remember I took four steps back. I took my boots off and I tiptoed over cause I ranged it and it was said like 45 yards. I'm like, Holy shit. I'm like, I could shoot this deer. Like I remember I was just like, so amazed by this. Mm-hmm. And when I looked over the edge, I'm like, where'd he go? Like he was like he ghost in that yeah. thirty five seconds of me tiptoeing back, taking my boots off and tiptoeing forward, he was gone. You texted me or like I am I I saw him run or something like that and same thing. I didn't have service, so you I was gone service. for like two hours. You guys are waiting for me. And, but then I thought the stock was still on, even yeah. though it was blown like an hour ago. <laughs> but then next thing you know, I start work working my way down to to that big turn. I see you there, and you go, Jeremy, there's a spike down there. And I go, is there? I go, where? I'm, I mean, here I am. I'm like brand new to like binos. You know what I mean? As far as like using them a lot. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you're like right there. I'm like, dude, I cannot find it. You're like right there. I'm like, I do not. I can't find it. You're like, try my binos. <laughs> They're Tom's. They're better. I'm yeah. like, okay. I'm like, I can't find them. <laughs> Shout out to Tom. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for your binos. And well, finally I got eyes on this buck because he was bedded. Yeah. I, I said, the, I said, let's, you know, you can put a stock on You go, on why it. don't you put a stock on it? I said, okay. So I take my boots off. That I'm, was our legit first bedded buck that we could make a play on right because it was we were still pretty early out there it wasn't too much pressure got to them they this buck actually bedded in the open it was the only buck that we probably saw a week that bedded Bedded in in the the open open. right and you know like like you said i was like let's get around get those pine trees behind you know between you he had that big sagebrush too like we had two big sagebrushes in between us like big big bushes so I basically, I forget where you were, Dimitri. You may have been up the mountain a little I, bit. I stayed up where the we initially were sp- yeah. seeing those bucks just in case they worked up through again. Yeah, yeah. but I just, I said, you know, I'll signal you in and yeah. see if we can make it we work. We got pretty close. You were, it was perfect. I mean, it yeah. was really perfect. You, were, you almost, got, it got to a point where you were close to him to the point where like our well, my signals weren't good. You either yeah. had to wait him out or you had to find him. And I don't well, think you were able to find I him. I wasn't able to see him. And I remember at one point, it was actually right when he stood up, 
He did I, stand up. I remember I, giving you the stop signal when you were probably like 70, 80 yards out. Yeah. But you I, still couldn't see him. I still couldn't see him. And I th- actually, I got a little, and you were you like, got go ahead. Way closer. I, I got yeah. closer and I looked up at you and you go, he's up. And at that point before I, and I remember, because this is what we said to Bert when we, when we had Bert on, I'm like, I just remember my quads were just on fire. Yeah. And at that point I felt a, a, a breeze, the first breeze on my neck and you were like, he's up. And I'm like, and then, and then I put two and two together. I'm like, shit, he's, he's winning me. Yeah. And he stood up and the next, you know, I heard like the clack of like his hooves hitting that rock. Yeah. And I remember I, I looked at him, I see him go and I ranged him and it said like 69 or something like that. And for some reason it didn't seem like 69 yards. Like it, it looked like 30. And I was like, here I go. I drew back. I, you know, my dial was set. Mm. I remember I had it on him and he's looking back at me. He's quartering away. And I just let down and I'm like, I don't know if he's 70 or 69 or whatever it was. And I ranged him again and it was, I was like, all right, (laughs) go time again. And I drew back and I was on him. I remember just being so calm. Like, for whatever reason, I was just so calm, cool. Well, it's been such a shit show this <laughs> yeah. whole time. How could anything yeah, you're good like, what? Yeah. Drawing on, draw- a, <laughs> on a mule deer, what? And as soon as I, I I legit, I remember, as soon as I got the pin right on him, he just bounded away. Yeah. And he took off. I was so happy just because it was like a legit spot oh, yeah. and stock. And like, you were like, yeah, <laughs> like I fist pumping. Yeah, I, was, like, I got like up that, to you. Just I was having that experience. My, my feet awesome. hurt. My quads hurt. I got up to you. I gave you a hug. I was like, dude, that was freaking awesome. <laughs> like that was great. And then we, Dimitri's pissed. <laughs> like, uh, you know, just cause of, he had that opportunity. It just didn't work out. And then we set up camp. There was a, uh, that was a great camping. Oh, well, that then the that best. night, you know, after that happened, it was like the last half hour. Yeah. We decided just to what we went up and down the road, yeah. you know, driving oh, yeah, we saw glass that. in that few areas. And it was beyond shooting light. Right. You know, there was deer, there everywhere. Was deer everywhere. everywhere. We ended up seeing that nice, what, four by four off two, the road. Yeah, two different four by two four. By yeah. four. Yeah, there was two of them and we were just kind of glassing. So we knew they were in this area, but yeah. the, the weird thing was they were right by the road. Right. You know, you know, you would think you'd have to walk miles to see these nice bucks. And here they were right around this area. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot of people during the weekday hunting mule deer a lot of it was just elk hunters a lot of it was elk hunters in that area and that's what a lot of the traffic was going up and down this mountain was the elk hunters either coming in or coming out you know but the weird thing was is that these deer would not be in the open during daylight hours nope or if they were they would just transition from one aspen patch to the next and they'd go in there there'd be no bedding in the open which prevented us from spot i remember you going to me man if we had our saddles we would kill these deer i I honestly like we should have threw it in the damn truck because yeah. like you almost had to turn and hunt them like whitetail, yeah. and that's pretty much what we did from that point on. Was I kept trying to put myself in positions where I can see certain areas where if they come out in the open and they bed down, I'm still gonna be able to glass them up, but I still want to be in some thick stuff where if they use these trails, you're gonna hunt them like whitetail. Right. They're gonna come through this these trails. So, but so the the area where I put that spot and stock on. I mean, it was like a, a that big, big bowl. bowl was great. And so one side of the, of the hill to the other side, they were just, they would book it from across to, mm-hmm. to that side. And when they would get from, 
you know, from if we're looking at it to the right side, it would drop down over another little rocky hill. And I saw a bunch of deer down below on that a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, and so I really focused on that area those next couple of days. You bounced around in that, that thick aspen. I, I was up above. I like that yeah, little shoot. That you went up above. above on that other side from where that hill was, and you were able to see a ton of different things. Um, a di- you saw a couple bucks, and you saw that real nice one that last night that you actually, <laughs> well, you know, we we let one go. But then on, so I'm trying to think like Wednesday, we drove around just to look at that area a little bit more because we had more time. Because mm-hmm. remember, we got up top, and there was that beautiful campsite that was by that stream. We got to that one. Uh, what was it that one hill that if we would have you kept saying, Dimitri, go ahead, drive over yeah, that? This is a little saddle. Oh my god. Do you remember how we got like, yeah, you can make it. You can make it. You can make it. Then we get it to the top and I'm about to gun it just to go over. He's like, No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a dam in the middle of nowhere. That was that was strange because we could have ruined our whole freaking hunt back there. <laughs> we would have like, been stuck still in be back there. Yeah. Yeah. That that was yeah, even that path was not meant for a big truck like you have, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. You know, the fact that You're I like, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just go right over that. You're good. You're good. Well, You're then good. that was the night that you, we were, we kind of went I break that separate night? ways and we were glassing. And that's when you saw the four wheeler, the guy with his girlfriend on the back oh, with yeah, the trad the, guy. Oh my trad. God. <laughs> you got to tell that story. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> this is if you want to know what grouse the, or something this, or yeah, yeah it was the, it was the wildest you thought thing it was jeremy I was just, at first yeah I, what i did <laughs> i was coming up the road actually i think i was walking back and uh i was going up to another glassing point and i just i just see this freaking guy just running at this thing that's flopping on the ground and then when i when i got up a little higher i realized it was this this guy on a quad with his girlfriend must have stopped. He's a trad guy. We've seen him driving around a little bit. Yeah. He must have stopped the quad, shoot this sage grass with his trad bow, arrowed it. The thing wasn't dead. He gets off the quad, starts running it down with his arrow stuck in him, picks up the sage grass. The sage grass is still flopping for its life. Throws it on the front of the quad Hops back on with his wife or girlfriend or whatever and takes off up the hill. And and she just looks at me like, oh, shit. Someone saw us do that. And, and don't get me wrong. I, like, shooting sage grass was legal at the time. But I don't think they realized anybody was watching. And I'm just like, what the hell just happened? And that dude had a camp, like, up above. It looked like he was yeah. living there for months. Yeah. Yeah, because well, he had a the dog weird. up there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we ended up seeing that. and. <laughs> So that was the weirdest thing. So we're like to kind of piggyback off of like funny, weird stories. (laughs) It was like Wednesday or Thursday. And I remember just being down again in that kind of where that, that bowl is. And I'm I'm sitting there and I, I glassed the dough coming across. I'm like, okay, maybe that spike's still in there on that other side of those pines. And I remember these does were coming across and I'm, I'm on that side hill and this family comes r- driving down in their van with their RV attached. <laughs> they stop at the top of the hill where Tim was the day before, kind of giving me the signals of, of go, no, don't stop, and all that type of stuff. And they're taking their family photos in this <laughs> valley. And so these deer just backtrack, get out of there. 
then we fast forward the next day and I remember I'm like, all right, hail Mary. We keep seeing these deer around here. I'm going back to that same spot. I'm glassing. And this guy just pulls up next to me and starts glassing the same area. <laughs> he was like, what, 20 yards from <laughs> yeah, you? Just 20 yards from me. I'm looking at, he, we're legit glassing the same spot. <laughs> like, I mean, if we were to pee, we could have, you know, been the uh, crisscross brothers or whatever. And then, but then, not an hour later goes by. Like I should have known, like I should have gotten out of there. I, this red Jeep comes up with like a little trailer <laughs> with his girlfriend and they start driving away and he waves to me and I'm just like, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> you know, a little bit, the evening goes by and he starts coming back down. But th- at this point in time, I'm in the Valley now I'm back into that gut. And I start hearing <laughs> like, like that's not a quad. And I look and it's that red Jeep again. I'm like, Okay, what are, what are they doing? So on the side hill, there's they can't even climb anything. He tries, he starts right trying through to, the sage, brush. right through the sagebrush, <laughs> and he's trying to climb this side of the mountain. <laughs> I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, if I was, you know, where I was a half hour earlier from before he, when he drove up, I'm like, he would have been running me over. <laughs> Yeah. And I remember I took a photo of it. I'm like, or a video. And I'm like, look at this asshole. <laughs> well, the the funny thing is, is people hearing this are going to be like, well, why do you get away from pressure? But this is where the deer were. Yeah. This is where the deer were. And where else could you go? No, I mean, and we, midday, we were driving and driving. We put a lot of miles on my truck. Yes, we did. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We paid for gas. Yeah. We got the better end yeah. of that deal. Yeah. But I mean, Dimitri mid- needs new tires. <laughs> yeah. Already. I, I put new tires on before we went out there. I think they're already worn down. But midday, we were driving and driving way out and trying to find spots that no one was at. And we're, but we weren't Where we seeing could actually hunt. Them. Yes. And yeah. there was no deer. Like these deer. Yeah. And I they mean, wanted to be around that pressure. Yeah. And weird. we were seeing 20 to 30, whether it was does or smaller bucks or mm-hmm. holy man, you know, so we knew that's the area we had to be in. Well, if we I wanted mean, to see something forget, in the next couple of days, you may have stayed at camp that time or something, but Demetri and I walked down to that glassing point and we sat there and I was sitting there with the 12, with Tom's 12 buys. And I'm like, there's a deer. There's a deer. There's a deer. And they were in great stockable positions. All day. And they were all <laughs> does. I was like, we couldn't. Yeah, there were so many does. Well, grow remember, a horn. But they were in perfect positions for us to go all the way back up by camp. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jump over the top there, steep as hell, but get above that little rock. Because that's cut. where you ended up going and seeing that buck where you. That did was what, the last day. That yeah. was the last day. Because yeah. even the, that one day, I don't know if it was, it was definitely the day before. Because remember, we drove up higher mm-hmm. just to give it a, a go. And that's where we got that cool photo of us on that canyon. Yeah. And we saw a shit ton of elk sign up there. Um, but no mule deer sign. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anything up high. I mean, no. they were they were down low before that tree line really yeah. cut everything off, and it just so happened that 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 gut that we were in, there was a freaking main road that just went up right through the middle of it, and and that wasn't the only road, right? No, like there was yep. trails going everywhere throughout that whole thing, and like it was almost like your nervous system, like you have like the main vein, and then all these yeah. things branched off, and like wherever you went. If a quarter side by side wanted to get well, cause there, because one of the days that could, because I think it was like that next day we went to that hillside where I said I saw that buck one when, when I took my boots off. Mm-hmm. There was a a quad that ended up driving through that that one night. Remember, I I forget what it, it was like the second night there or something like that. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to sit here because I saw that buck, and then legit the next day 
when I was looking over that because you were like in the pine, yeah, down below. That was a great spot, like up that, above that. Yeah, that buck, or I'm sorry, that that quad drove right, right in front of me on that path and went that other direction. I'm like, what? Okay, I'll never forget like the last. I think it was the last evening. I think I sat in my well, bare you, feet. You for saw like, it because you had that buck. I had a buck stand up, and then he was probably only seventy yards away, and he was in this between these two pine trees, I can actually see him, and then he kind of disappeared. So I actually stalked up thinking he might go above me, I can get a shot, and he never came out. So I I assumed he was in there laying down. I actually yeah. think you texted me. I was like, I just heard this buck take he a piss. Pissed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally can yeah. hear him take a piss, and he can't be any more than 30, 35 yards, and I waited him out that whole last yeah. evening. I was like, I'm not moving. I'm like, yeah. either it's going to happen or well, it's not going to happen. Because the two of you had more luck those last two days than I did. Like, I I kind of hit, like, you know, I had those opportunities on those spikes and whatever, like, early on, and then after that I didn't see shit. But then you guys, because then you saw that one that last evening, then yeah. you saw. I saw a couple in the last day. Yeah. So basically the last day. Yeah, let's I, talk about that. Let's talk about those <laughs> loud pants. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the last day, I didn't know what to do. I mean, oh, we yeah, were you got in your underwear. We were dumbfounded <laughs> on the last day. So it was the last morning. We were kind of worn down. Oh, yeah. We were stressed out. I mean, the only thing that kept us going was the bush lights that I packed in the cold. <laughs> and the homemade chili. In the homemade chili. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. So basically. There was this one spot I looked on Onyx, and there was a, it was like 700 yards from camp. So it wasn't even that far. But I don't know if it was just a spot that no one goes to, because there was several other camps. They were mostly elk hunters by us. Yeah. But no one else was really mule deer hunting. And I don't know if I just overlooked it early on or what, but something, there was a spring down in the bottom well, of this There was that guy. spring that we talked about. Yes. But we the, also saw those deer laying up. Close to that area. Yeah, yes, saw that. uh, along the ridge. Yeah. And then below the spring was actually private ground. Right. And we've seen deer on that private ground driving up from the bottom. So I went to, there was a little, I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't very big of an aspen patch on top of that hill. So I figured a lot of those bucks, maybe they're coming to that aspen patch. And then that way I can kind of sit in that aspen patch look down over the hill into that spring and maybe because it was hot all week i mean it was 70 80 degrees all week you know we figured that they're trying to gonna hit water yeah so i figured at least i can see if anything's down there maybe make a game plan for this afternoon so you guys left you took the truck because i was walking from camp so i had mm -hmm. plenty of time to get to the spot so i made a cup of coffee and i'm sitting there and <laughs> <laughs> try to scrape out of I'm drinking chili coffee because I made too much chili like that burnt in my jet boil the day before. So I'm drinking chili coffee the last day of the hunt. So I uh so I left camp. I have my stuff and I'm a headlamp and I'm walking and I have my onyx and I'm trying to figure to get to this aspen patch. And I figure I'm, I'm right there. The hill drops up. I mean, these hills were steep, too. I oh, mean, yeah. when they dropped off, they dropped off, which I'm not used to, yeah. you know, being from Pennsylvania. So I drop off the hill, and it just starts to crest down, and I'm probably 50, 60 yards from this Aspen patch, so I'm just taking it slow. And, I mean, we're still an hour before dark, you know, 45 minutes. 
before the sun's starting to come up. And I look up, and as soon as I crest that hill, I see eyes. And I'm like, oh, shit. And these deer, I mean, it's an hour, 45 minutes before light, and they're already into the aspen patch mm-hmm. ready to bed down. You know, that just shows you how much pressure on these deer. And when I crest the hill, I put the light right on those eyes, and it's that huge 4 by 4 yeah. 40 yards from me. And it's pitch black, and I can just see Rack standing there. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. You know, and he's looking right at me, and there's another deer behind him, and I can't quite see. So I didn't know what to do. So I literally clicked my light, turned it off, and I sat straight down. That's all I did because I figured, you know, shit luck, but maybe it gets light enough, and he's just kind of milling around in front of me because maybe it was dark enough. He didn't see me, you know, didn't spook. So I didn't know what what to do so i sat down and i'm sitting there and i'm texting you guys i'm like there's a huge four by four 40 <laughs> yards from me it's pitch black what do, you know what do i do you let know? it rip <laughs> we'll send if i was a local i probably would just <laughs> let it rip right there would have ran your quad at it <laughs> so i sat down and uh waited it out got light got the legal shooting light and i could finally see so i kind of crept to the edge of the hill And I just popped my head up and obviously there was nothing, you know, couldn't see anything, no deer, nothing. So I'm just sitting there and I figure if I can just slowly work my way to the Aspen patch, maybe I can glass into it, maybe see where this buck's bedded. And I get like 30 yards from the Aspen patch and uh, I'm looking, nothing. So I just kind of sat still there and figured the wind was right in my back, blowing right into the Aspen patch. I knew that wasn't ideal, but. I mean, there was nothing else I could do. And um, a guy, actually a hunter, walked behind me over the ridge, which I didn't know till later on. And uh, what happened is I'm sitting there glassing into the ass and I just hear a snort. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I look down and I look for the snort is in like 50, probably like 60, 70 yards. I just see rack running across the open. And I mean, it's the hardest thing to watch is this, this huge four by four. We've been there for six days and we haven't seen anything in the daytime, really. I mean, other than the private ground. Right, right. That big, just running like 100, 200 yards across this open plain. And I'm just like. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> if that doesn't put the icing on the cake, I don't know what. So basically, you know, then I was going up the hill. I saw a spike bust out as well, um, which was the other deer. And I mean, it was, I don't even think it was legal. It was barely above its ears. Um bust out over the ridge as well at the same point so basically fast forward the rest of the day we didn't see much other than some does and it was the last evening and i figured well maybe i'll get down to the spring and set up so i basically went down to the spring i said yeah because i watched you go down because i was on that other side of that of that hill yep so i went down and i figured it's hot i watched the spring see what happens so i sat there it was probably an hour before dark and I saw a couple of does work out there. I mean, they were a couple hundred yards away. They work out and I'm thinking, well, there's an hour left, 45 minutes. I got to make something happen because they're not going to come to the watering hole at that time before dark. So I kind of circled around by those does and I look up on the ridge and basically it, there was a vehicle come up along that 
main trail and it spooked deer. Yeah. And I look up a glass, there's a two does and then there's a nice fork running across this ridge. So I go running up the ridge as fast as I could and I stop and I see them and I glass them and there's two does and a fork. They're 160 yards. So I range them, but it's all open sagebrush. So there's no way that I could get to them straight up the hill without spooking them. So <laughs> what I did is I figured there's a little ridge. I looked on Onyx. It kind of like looped out and then back uh, into the mountain. So I figure if I can get dropped down, go around, they won't be able to see me. I can get to the top and try to work my way down. So I'm sitting there running up this hill because I knew they couldn't see me. So I'm running. And this is the first time I've run on these mountains. <laughs> I am just dying. <laughs> and I'm huffing and puffing because there's only like 30 minutes of light left. Yeah. And I'm huffing and puffing and I'm running and I'm running. And I'm are your pants on still at this point? Pants are on. <laughs> so I'm running up this hill and I get above them because I, I actually marked them on Onyx where they were. So I knew exactly where they were on the map. Yeah. Get to the top of the hill. There's probably 20 minutes of light left. Last day. And <laughs> I'm up at the top and I'm like, okay, just take your time. You have enough time to stalk these deer. And I said, you know, just do do it right. This is your last chance you're going to get on this trip. Do it right. Do it, it right. Do everything <laughs> they said right. Be quiet. So I'm sitting there. And Tim, Tim I mean, our pants. Our, clo- <laughs> our clothes are so dirty, so sweaty. From this trip yep. that he was saying that my pants were making noise. <laughs> so basically I get to the top, I take my shoes off and I'm starting to creep towards this deer and I'm just got to, as soon as I crest over the hill, they're going to be in range. So I'm ready. I'm taking my time. I got, you know, my heart rate down from climbing that hill. And I said, let's just do this right. Put an arrow on this deer. So I'm walking and I'm probably within 60 yards of this deer. And I'm like, Damn, my pants. I can hear my pants. <laughs> I can hear my pants. So I'm saying, this is my last chance. Let's do it. I take my pants off. So I'm, I'm sitting in there in my underwear. Which were <laughs> phenomenal. No shoes. By the, my by the first way. light underwear that are so comfortable that I've worn for seven days and never washed. And still, no rash. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm cresting this hill. So if anyone was watching me, I'm sitting there. I'm in my socks. I'm in my underwear. And then I have my hood, first light hoodie on. And I'm sitting there and I have my bow in my hand. And I have my range finder in my right hand. And I figure if I just crest the hill and I can see his antlers, I can range them. Know the range. Then draw, crest the hill, and shoot. That was my game plan. So <laughs> I am tiptoeing in my underwear on the last day of Utah. <laughs> and these deer are so spooked. I barely see the tip of his antlers. And he turns to me and he sees me, whether it was him or the does first. And they just like 180 and book out. Like there's no chance to range. There's no chance to even draw. And they just run across the ridge. And being 10, 15 minutes of light, I am sprinting across <laughs> the sagebrush in my underwear, <laughs> in my cactuses. socks, stepping on ca- cactuses, and just, tr- I'm like, maybe Totally I can looking like a local. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, if anyone's seeing me running my underwear and my socks <laughs> across this bridge, this is the most ridiculous thing I've done. <laughs> and I got to one point, and they were like 112, and I'm just like, it's over, you know? Yeah. So... They ran off, and, I mean, 10 minutes later, it's dark, and then 
It was basically going to try and find my pants and yeah. my shoes. <laughs> it's awesome. Vehicles are driving by on the road, and I'm just like, well, what's driving crazy my too is I like to just to mention that was Friday. Mm-hmm. That day, because I was at the main road, basically still in that bowl of those mountains, we saw so many cars coming into camp. Oh, yeah. The weekend would have been a it, disaster. It just, you know, because we, we originally our plan was maybe possibly still hunt Saturday, and we were just like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So it was Friday. We got back to camp, and we were like, because yeah. we were going to hunt the morning. Right. And that's what. We were going to leave midday Saturday right. was our initial right. plan. Right. Yeah. But at that point, we weren't seeing any. There was nothing in no, the open. No. And nothing in the mornings. No, All right. the bucks we were seeing we're, were in e- the evening. Yeah. So we knew, you know, what's the chance of us sitting up on a buck? I thought, I'll tell you what, though. The best thing about that whole trip was just. Man, I freaking loved coming back to camp and just the laughs that we had. Like we would be so stressed just because of like we put in that time, we put in that effort of hunting and doing all that, like just the the grind. But then two minutes into the camp of just us being back, yeah. we'd just laugh and we'd be cooking our whatever dry meal, eating gummy bears and sour patch kids. Thinking and like, can't wait to get back to the sloppy pig. The yeah. sloppy pig. We ended up eating there. What? Twice, twice, twice. twice. Um, you know, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't the backcountry experience that I hoped you would have had just for the fact that we, we basically trunk camped it. Right. Yeah. We set up camp right next to the truck. And we're able, you know, but would it have been possible without having any source of water really nearby? Um, Probably not. No. Like, going back, if we were to hunt that area again, I'd say, you know, you have to plan to truck camp it. There's right. no other. No. There's no other question about it. No. But you're right. I mean, just sitting at camp, like, I, I you know, doing all the solo hunts for, like, years prior there yeah. was none of, i didn't have that camaraderie <laughs> when i got back to camp i just talked to myself you yeah. Know? yeah or the mice that were underneath your tent <laughs> for the warmth you know it it wasn't so like that was a big change for me to be yeah. able to come back and okay how'd your night go how'd your night go because like our plan like if if these deer would have not been as pressured to the point where they would bed in stockable positions yeah we probably would have hunted together yeah right just like we did when I signaled you into that right. into that bedded buck, but it that wasn't the case. Right. It just kept being like these deer are super pressured. They're in the aspens. Right. In order for us to kill a deer in bow range, we need to be separate. in the aspens. Yeah, yeah. And what other way to do it would be than to separate and try and cover well, more ground? And I think too that one day we didn't even talk about it is that one day when we were still. In uh, our first spot, we went to that other area where we hiked in. Remember, um, we got that we we were on those cliffs, and we didn't see anything. We glass. Oh, oh yeah, that was I beautiful. Mean, that was there. gorgeous. That was a horrible hike in. Too. Yeah, you well, had to drop probably a thousand feet to go yeah. up another fifteen hundred feet. After Remember, we we took the truck in. Obviously, yeah. another road that you probably shouldn't have took your truck in. And we figured uh, yeah. we could get around. Oh yeah, because there was no access. Yeah, we're you like, know, oh, we could we could camp here. Remember, we're yeah. like, we'll, we'll camp here, and we start walking to that area. We're like, oh, there's a camper. There's yeah, a TP. There's literally fifty <laughs> there yards. There's a TP. 
and a guy with a quad. Yeah. He had a TP and a quad. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, we have to hike five miles. It was right, it was right on that water be. reservoir. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, that would have been be- beautiful. It was yeah. a beautiful area, but, yeah. you, you know, we did we did go into that back entrance then. Yeah. That was a walk-in only. It was gated. Yeah. Yep. We walked all the way down past that sewer pump station or whatever it was, got up. I mean, that was a four-mile hike. There's oh, no, yeah. And that was down 1,000 feet, back up 1,500 feet, and we sat at that glassing point for probably two hours. Yep. It was and beautiful. It was I mean, gorgeous. there should have been deer there, but again, I think – it wasn't the right elevation, right. you know, because we were, like, I think we were higher than what we're, where we were seeing them. Yeah. But yeah, that was a beautiful area in there. I, I would have bet money. We would have seen deer. Now, if we would have seen deer across that, that canyon, that, we, that we, canyon, we had no we shot. Had no, <laughs> ch- no it'd take two days to get over there, but yeah. it was just the fact that, you know, we put ourselves in that position and at least check that area out. That was a, that was a real nice area. I honestly thought we would be spending days up in there Yeah, and we ended up spending half a day, yeah. you know? That's, I mean, overall, the beside, you know, like how you said it, you know, we, you wanted to try to give us that backpack and style trip and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, I'd st- even though the way things went, I still, oh my gosh, I friggin', <laughs> it was such a blast, dude. Like, I don't know. There's plenty of full game, right? Utah, yeah. Utah does a good job. I mean, and, and, and that unit isn't supposed to be right. a trophy well, unit. That's not, not a trophy right. unit. Right. And that's the thing, too. Like, And we knew that going in. Like, yeah. We knew we weren't going to come home with three, we four saw more four deer, eighty inch deer. You know? we, we saw more deer than I ever thought we would have, have seen. I agree. It's just the, the when you're in the hunt and just your, your you know, your your competitiveness of, of like the hunt of itself, your desire to your desire to succeed. Yeah, you know, you get it caught up in that moment. But like now, like as we're sitting here drinking beer, it's like, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit, what a friggin' trip that was! Like we saw over, we saw thirty plus deer probably a, a day. day, a day, yeah, a day. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a spike or a fork and Does a doe, or- I mean, holy shit! Now it's like I remember getting those and- Utah emails like, "Do you want your antlerless doe tag?" I'm like, "Nah, whatever." <laughs> And it's like I wish I would have, because we would have been tagged out. Yeah, in in yeah, absolutely. two days. Yeah, and I think we were able to adjust our dial halfway yeah. through that. Like, okay, we've seen over the last three days, we've seen a hundred deer, and we've seen one three by two, and the rest have been forks or spikes. Like, yeah. we need to adjust our expectations. Yeah, um, which I think we did to the point oh, where yeah. like we were shooting anything with a horn on it at that point. <laughs> as as it's <laughs> but, legal. Yeah, um, you know. It, there was definitely plentiful game. Yeah. The, the 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 biggest downside in my mind was the lack of uh, information that we had available to right. us in regards to where do well, these paths and access exist for recreation. Because I remember us being there, and I'm like, oh, geez, well, this would have been helpful if we would have looked at this. And it, it ended up being only a couple weeks before we, – of the trip, I, mean, I was like, oh, this person posted three weeks ago that Vernal area really loves their road hunters or something like that yeah. because we did do homework. It wasn't like, you know, you came over our, my house and was like, eh, let's pick this. Yeah. You know, we had a game plan, and it was a smart game plan when you think about it, and it just there wasn't the information out there right, right. until legit we were out finally in Vernal and two weeks prior when somebody was like, yeah, Vernal people love their road hunting and lots of UTVs that are trails that are not on the map. So you're going to find, right. There's few, 
there's few places that you can draw either with zero points or even over the counter. You can go yeah. to Colorado over the counter. You can do Utah or not Utah, um, Idaho over yep. the counter. Outside of that, it was pretty limited. We saw that this Utah unit you can draw with zero points. Utah's always been known for and it was, having tons and, of game. And it was on the eastern side of the state, so it wasn't like we had a drive even Right. It wasn't that 41-hour drive yeah. to the central <laughs> like U- had Idaho. To, yeah. But, which was, that, that that's a big difference. 30 yeah. hours compared to like 40-some hours, that's a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's another day, you know, that yeah. you have to spend, uh, two days essentially, because you're spending one out, one back. And dri- driving it wasn't really that bad. I mean, I can't comment because I slept in the back <laughs> half the time going out there. But, but you know, there was definitely no shortage of game. The The quality of the hunt was probably what should have been expected, being that it was a zero-point draw. Right. Um, would I go back to it? I, I, I'd go back to Utah right. 100%. Yeah. I'd love to go back to Utah. Dodge Vernal. But I probably would wait to well, but draw that's, a decent unit. Right, so that's the thing. Like, you know, Dimitri's going to have another baby coming on the way next Ooh. month. So, you know, next year, probably not, you know. In, Local in, whitetail. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you could be in Iowa. You could be in Illinois. Right. You could be in that so we could we could, do, we could do something along those lines for next mm-hmm. year. But as far as, like, getting out for that backpack, Western trips, probably – Two years from now. Yeah. Telling your wife you're going to be gone for a week with no sort of communication. Yeah. would be good for you, Dimitri. Yeah, yeah. she's pretty good about that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's mine that's fucking <laughs> you got to worry about. Um, but, uh, no, I, I definitely think that if we were to, in two years, try to maybe find one that we could get lucky with a two-year mm-hmm. maybe, that's a two-year, three-year draw. I mean, I'm totally fine with putting in some points. Keep putting for, points in, yeah. Yeah, yeah and the, the group apps are a big deal. Yeah. You know, um, the, the, the group apps make it a lot easier. You know, even if you have somebody that has three, four points, you can right. stack onto them and, right. you know, hope hope to draw well, something. I, I sent you that, that met picture of uh, how Idaho went up. I mean, we knew. Oh, that's ridiculous. We knew Idaho was going up yeah, for 2021. I'm sorry, Idaho. That's ridiculous. And Utah, you're ridiculous, too, for letting Vernal Tags go out there at zero points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, when I, man, when I. I saw that. I remember you saying, "Yeah, I'm glad I got out to Idaho before the, the, the hike." And like once you see, what was it? Eleven hundred dollars? Thirteen? Wasn't it thirteen? Or eleven for elk and mule deer? Yeah. yeah. I think when when I did it, now I did have a that year I shot the elk. I did buy a mule deer tag, mm-hmm. and I think I was like eight. eight still still yeah, five hundred dollars yeah. cheaper. I mean, yeah, that's huge. I mean, I, I mean. It's just it's getting so commercialized. It, it's kind of thanks, it's Rogan. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of disappointing. <laughs> I love you, but thanks. Yeah. It's yeah. turning into Rogan podcast. Yeah. You're going on like three hours. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the like Colorado kind of started play that game. Like, oh, you want to enter a point now? You have to buy a small game license. Yeah. Small game license is eighty bucks. Yeah, now your point's going to cost you another forty, fifty dollars. It's like. $130 to put a damn point in. Well, you know, I, I think that's what draws me to maybe next year doing the Midwest Whitetail. Mm-hmm. Or um, even a Muley, Nebraska. Something or, like that. You know, Dakota, something the, a little closer. I've turkey hunted in Nebraska in mule deer country. And I tell you why, man. It's something I always, like, it, the 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 amount of mule deer I've seen while turkey hunting, like in Merriam country, was was. Un, like 
unprecedented. Like yeah. just mule deer everywhere. Like yeah. it, I don't know how much pressure. And I learned gets. my lesson too. I I'm getting a doe tag next year. Like <laughs> I will like or wherever that next time I'm going. Like meet certain, meat, man. I cer- ain't certain ma- states antlers. do it right. They yeah. they really do. I I still like the way Idaho does it because they they don't run a point system. Right. Um, now I have quite a few points in Wyoming and Colorado and stuff, and someday we'll ca- like cash in on them. But when you look at it, you know, now this, this tag that has taken me six, seven years to draw has now costed me seven, $800 cause it's a hundred dollars a year or so. Mm-hmm. And now you're paying another, like an elk tag in Colorado is like $660. Like it, it, it turns out to be something super ridiculous and then you wonder why people are so stressed when they go on this damn hunt yeah. it's like i have thirty five hundred dollars on the line here yeah hunting public land and some dipshit jackass is, <laughs> is riding his quad up the middle of the freaking aspen patch you yeah. know it's just it, it's tough it, it, it the, the whole industry itself has become super commercialized yeah i blame instagram <laughs> I, I, blame <laughs> I do it for the gram <laughs> That's why Wisconsin really interests me because, you know, you talked about certain areas in Iowa, you could pull three points, Mm -hmm. you know, well, if I go to, you know, if I go to, if I do uh, Iowa point for next year, you know, so there's two points for me Mm -hmm. and I hunt Wisconsin next year. Let's just say that for $85. Yeah. You get the first uh, license half off. It's a great deal. I hunted Wisconsin years ago. So like it's you, a great deal. Yeah, you do that for eighty five dollars. You go out, make it a, a an extra day or two trip to just go out scout around Iowa, southwest region of Wisconsin. Yeah. Still one of the best Boone and Crockett areas known Listen, to, I, to this country. Man, I, I know. I rem, Justin Schaefer, who does who did my mountain, who does phenomenal work uh, down there in Penns Valley area. I know he always he told me to one story one time when he went to Kansas, he shot a really nice deer. And when he was at a gas station, one guy was like, Oh, you, you came out here from Pennsylvania? And he's like, Yeah. And he's like, And you shot that? You know, just like, Yeah. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, there's bigger deer around here. And which I'm sure there are, but like to Justin, that was a really absolutely you know what i mean i got his pants you know got him aroused for it you know why not so agreed any but, any uh, state that you can kill you know yeah. you can kill something respectable and again you're not scouting these areas no. you're not going into these ahead of time you literally have five to six days to make it happen. hours like yeah. i mean you, hours you're right hours. hours 40 hours you got to kill that deer in 40 hours yeah you know i i don't bl- i'm the same way you know i've i've been blessed over the last few years right. but i've been I'm the same way. I can't call someone up and be like, hey, put me on a good deer, man. I'm yeah. eating my tag here. Well, you know, you're just going out there and just hunting. That's all we do. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, head hats off to the people that fucking do it too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, There's no a, experts. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> There's some mad editing that we, has to we, we just like drinking beer and we like podcasting and we like hunting that's basically it mm-hmm. we're not good at hunting but we just like talking about it yeah <laughs> well it's funny just because hey my daughter uh the other day where i put on like the hunting public on and this was a couple weeks ago actually dimitri and i we talked about it on the podcast where we watched uh ted and ted miller when he shot his <laughs> iowa buck you know obviously private land God and bless that. It, uh, he just <laughs> rattles in and this you know double drop time just comes <laughs> flying in on him and gives him a show and uh, my daughter, my, Nora goes, why can't you do that? 
I'm like, you know, like here's a six year old sweet little innocent, you know, you know, innocent princess, and I'm like, motherfucker, you know, I'm like, you know, Nora's like, yeah, Dad, why can't you do that? I'm like. <laughs> All right, come out with me today. Just get up in there, in there, and I don't He's know. He's so humble about it, though, isn't he? Oh yeah, it's just like yeah, this dude just showed up, and <laughs> it's like I shot this other this buck like two years. I, listen, I can't even film a doe shooting myself shooting a doe filming, and he shoots these double drop times. So more power to Ted. I mean, God love just, him, man. It's just crazy. Like I, I watched this muzzleloader hunt. Oh yeah, and you know. <laughs> The fact that he let that freaking deer out in the field for like five minutes, I been, <laughs> that deer would have stepped out. It would have been boom at that point. You know, he's, yeah. he's just nonchalantly watching this deer feed around, uh, push a couple does around. And I'll all watch Ted Miller it. videos all day long. He's just, yeah, he's so humble about yeah. it. The, the rest of the industry needs to be more humble like that. Yeah, I'd, it is what it is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you're in it, though. Something like that. <laughs> to, a, to, a, to a point, I guess. Anybody yeah. that has an Instagram profile is in it, right? Yeah. But no, like, I'm seriously like, okay, we're down here in Dimitri's basement, you know, and <laughs> you, you, you look at these at these racks that he has up. And, you these, know, all, uh, 180 inch plastic. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. But Blue, no. Like, Crockett certificates. But like, but like, when you think about it, we'll, we just love you just love it oh i know i mean probably all those deer up there i mean those are respectable mm -hmm. you know not they're not big bucks no you know what but i mean still. but they're big bucks for this area yeah. you know maybe here's maybe ones at 110 maybe if not probably not here's maybe the around one thing, 100 and I, and I know you could do this at tim's house and hundreds, <laughs> we all can't be tim hundreds of thousands of other hunters out there but like when you look at your the way you graduated to getting into mature, more mature deer. Thank the Pennsylvania Game Commission to doing the three-point, you mm -hmm. know, whatever, and things mm -hmm. are, you know, deer are, are getting older and all that type of stuff. Absolutely. But you're learning, you're growing, and that's something that, man, it's just the experience of, of getting out there. That's the one thing that I remember you posting that, like, mid-October, because at that point when you said earlier in the podcast about you were getting antsy and you're getting frustrated and worried a little bit about how the season was going – Man, you then put on a beautiful picture of a fall day, and you were like, just enjoying the sits. Yeah, and at, at that point in time, like, I know my wife was getting on me. She's like, man, you're going every day, you know, and all that stuff. I'm like, well, you know, luckily I, I, I was able to, one. But then, two, I'm, I'm like, man, I'm just, in, like, enjoying yeah. it. Like, this past, this past week, even during rifle, I went on some private land that I have access to, and just a little, I mean, like two acres, yeah. um, little patch. And I went out in my saddle again. I took the bow out and just trying to maybe fill that other doe tag. And I saw a seven point that I was, I had eyes on one day and I'm just sitting out there and I'm like, it is just beautiful. out. Like it just felt good to be mm -hmm. back like quote unquote in the saddle again. Like just to, even though I took it off for the two weeks, it just felt good to be out there. And like now it's over. I'm like, it's, hmm. It's it's a shame like yeah. where it went because like no one should feel stressed to have to fill their buck tag right yeah but like there's yep. this like uncanning sense of like oh my god I gotta I gotta fill this buck tag my time's running out and yeah. you know what will social media like right. not to bring that back in but like would the social media think of me if I don't post a picture of a big deer you know mm -hmm. what I mean and 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 that's that's the biggest thing that I hate about it because I've seen I've seen deer or any animal get killed. Because of social media. Yeah. And, I, like, 
to the point where like, oh, I can't fill my buck tag and I won't, I won't normally shoot this buck, but it's the last day. So let me shoot this buck. Yeah. Like that, that, that doesn't do well, it justice to the animal. Dimitri said too, a couple of weeks ago when he was like, how many times have, I agree with you. I saw countless of times where people were like, I'm sorry. I know it's not the biggest buck, like, but why just, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that, that, that that's kills a shame. Me. Like you yep. didn't hear me mention that once when I told you I shot my deer, that that deer is not my biggest deer. But I will never take back the fact that, that I shot that deer. But that was a hell of a deer. <laughs> but, like, to, to come out and say, oh, this isn't my biggest deer or right. it's not the biggest deer, like, that's the problem that, that us Listen, as a hunting community here's, is and doing here's, an And here's where I give credit to Derek from Full Draw Assassins. He shot, what, a five-point? Five-point. You know, yep. and, he, and, and the first thing he said was, man, I don't care. This is nope. what hunting tradition's about. Exactly. As, as I shared camp with these great yeah, guys. There's no one should apologize for legal deer that they shot. You know, whether it's a 108-inch deer or if it's 20 inches. You know what I mean? If it's legal and that's what you want to shoot and that's what you want, have at it. There's no reason you should apologize for deer like that. Like uh, this, this deer will has memories because of who I I share camp with. And I'm like, dude, that's well, that's what awesome. I know going into the rut. And I was doing all that scouting because we haven't seen a mature deer. And I'm just like stressed out. And I'm like, I got to get some down. And I'm like, and it was my wife. She's like, why are you so stressed out? Just you have four days of hunting. Just hunt, yeah, just you hunt. know? And I'm like, you're right. Like, why am I getting so stressed out yeah. about just going out, sitting, well, enjoying it, seeing deer, and then having opportunities? I lost that this yeah, year, yeah. and that was the first year I did that. Yeah. And then at the end of it, I'm like, you're right. Like, I didn't have fun. Like, I saw more bucks in four days, and I had the craziest rutcation that I ever had, but I felt the most pressure yeah. and didn't enjoy it. I didn't sit back and enjoy it because I'm like, oh, I got to get it done. Got to yeah. get it done. Well, and when you think about it, too, how many times you see people like, what's your number one tip for the rut? And they're like, Time on stand. Time on stand. Well, shit, we put time on stand. <laughs> but awesome, man. Dude, love having you. Yeah, man. I appreciate We're it. We're two hours and 20 minutes in, so we'll, we'll do. <laughs> you have we'll, to clean this one up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe some Utah final thoughts? Man, I, I. Jerry Springer final thoughts. Yeah, the, <laughs> I, I would say my final thoughts are I would definitely do a trip again. Just I, I definitely kind of to go back to what I said earlier. I definitely would would not mind getting points in, and we said that too. I think even leaving, you know, I I just had a blast. I loved every second that we were together and just laughing the camaraderie of of it all. It just was uh, by far my favorite hunt that I've been on for sure. I I mean I would just say if if you can do it, do it. I mean yeah. I mean just going out and. I mean, we did it relatively cheap. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, as far as the gear, I mean, that's the hardest part is yeah. the biggest like what expense you have. Yeah. of what you need to take. But I feel like, <laughs> although I mean, you need to replace a jet boil, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did it pretty cheaply. I mean, of, of all people, I had a cheap pack, you know, I bought the gear only that I needed, you yeah. know, and cheaply. And I feel like you can really do it. Um, and then I feel like, you know, if you question yourself, just just go and do it and make it work. You know, I mean, I had doubts going out there, you know, and and, and really doing it. But then once I've gone out there and, and really glad I did it, you yeah. know what I mean? We got our feet wet and, you know, it was a hell of an experience and, and we had fun. 
and wouldn't change it for the world or wouldn't change anything that we did. So, you know, if you're thinking about doing it, just do, do it. it. Just yeah. plan it and do it. You know, if you can make it work, make it work. I loved, I loved the scenery, just like waking up and seeing that sun on the mountain and seeing it set. I'm like, holy cow. And uh, kind of too, like to piggyback off what you just said, Dimitri, was, is like, because you did it with your backpack with Ian. Like, If you know someone too that is has a piece of equipment that they're not going to use during that time frame, like just ask if you can borrow yeah. it. I mean, the worst thing you, that could happen is you you mess it up and you then you, then you do buy it back for them. Right, right. But I mean, man, yeah, like you Tom, did for Tom. Yeah, Tom let me borrow those twelve buys, and they were they were a lifesaver. I mean, they really yeah. were. I wouldn't carry twelve buys like around here, like whitetails, yeah. but like out there, it was like you may be able to pick deer up with the ten buys, but like the twelves, we were able to see like okay, that's a buck or that's a fork or yeah. whatever. Like you were able to see a little bit more detail, and you know, for me. I, I, I enjoyed Utah. I enjoyed the plentiful game. Like, I don't, I, I really think it exceeded every aspect as far as what we were expecting to see, you know? Yeah. Maybe we were expecting, like, I even said, like, going into it, like, if we get one stock, like, that would be worth it. And it's kind of like what we ended up with, but it's still, we were hunting 100% of the time. Yeah. Like, we were, we were on deer. Yeah. Besides um, the sloppy pig. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, I, I definitely think that if you're trying to break into this to try and feel like, okay, is this, do I want to hunt out West or do I not? I think it's a great hunt because yeah. you, can, you can truck camp it, right? Yep. We had really no option but to, if we wanted to be in deer. Yep. Um, so we truck camped it, which made life a lot easier. We were actually prepared to be back there for five, seven days. <laughs> so we were actually weren't prepared to truck camp yeah. as, as luxurious as we probably could have been. You know, we yeah. had, we had, we were at a beer by like day three, <laughs> um, so you know th from that point, I definitely think like if you want to try and get into it, it's it's a good hunt. Um, would I do it again? Probably personally, probably not. Um, but I would definitely uh, give Utah another shot. Right. Um, I, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that that bothered me was was the lack of uh, information that we had on trails and the amount of recreation that was allowed in that area. Um, cause it really, it did not give the advantage to the hunter. Yeah. Um, and, and that was probably the biggest hunting was almost like a back seat to, to that recreation area, you yeah. know, like everything else was, uh, you know, trails and, and ATV trails or whatever you want to call them, um, camping, hiking, that sort of thing. And, and that was the kind of stuff that was hard to get away from. Right. Um, so we kind of just did what we can do. We, we hunted within it. Yeah. And tried to hunt around that pressure, which which the deer were obviously used to, but there were certain things that the deer did that we probably didn't really expect and we had to adapt to. So so I think that was the that was probably the hardest learning curve to do in five to six days was, yeah. was that. You know. Could we have killed the deer there if we stayed there? I I guarantee that we could have killed some bucks there if we had the, you know, the next week or two weeks or whatever. Right. You eventually would have figured where these deer were going to be or, or how they avoided the pressure and that sort of thing. So so that's pretty much what what I take away from it. Um, you know, I, I'll probably be back in Utah, though, come four or five years. Yeah, after seeing some people that knock down some of those mule deer, I'm like, yeah, uh, let's save up for a better unit. Yeah, and, and sometimes it only takes a couple of years, you know, to put yourself in a more high-quality hunt. Yeah. 
Um, that, like we said, that was a 0.90% draw. I well, mean. and, and man, I mean, like you said about being mainstream, like you, all I heard too, listen to some other podcasts of how crazy Colorado was this past year, like with pressure and hunters and all that type of stuff. So I'm like, well, maybe in two, three years, things die down or, or not. We, as long as they don't let the wolves in. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, uh, as long as we could just do it some other hunt together the three of us that's all i care yeah about. man i'm down i got <laughs> i got points everywhere so yeah. let's, even if let's it's a whitetail man let's just go and do it next year i'm down i think we have to i think we got caught up in the struggle of pa you know so we're like we got to figure this out maybe next year if we see ourselves like if we see ourselves in that like heck maybe we we already, before the season, buy a New York or an Ohio and just say, hey, this weekend. We're going. We're yeah. going. Yeah, absolutely. I've been dying to go to Ohio. And every year I say, oh, I'm going to go next year. And I never do. Yeah. It, even shooting this buck early on, it was the perfect opportunity to do it. And, you know, whether it was work or whatever ex- other yeah. excuse I want to have. But I, I think you need to. I think you need to set that aside. You, you need to not watch the weather. You need, yeah. you need to do everything that would psych you out of a hunt. Like, that's why I learned about going out west. Like, don't even watch the weather. Like, yeah. you're going. That's all it is. The only thing that, that that's going to do is make you feel worse yeah. or give you an excuse if, if something doesn't happen out there. So the same thing has to has to happen here. You just say chalk up the first week of November and go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, PA will be here when you get back. But that's what I mean. Like, we have rifle. Whatever. If, if we're not tagged out, it's there's, like. There's expanded opportunities. They gave us yeah. the extra week this year. They gave us the extra Sunday. Yeah. You know, you just got to put that, put those dates in there and let it ride. Yeah. I like it. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you coming out. Yeah, man. I <laughs> appreciate you having me, man. Thanks for the laughs. Thanks for the trip. Yeah. Uh, sorry about your jet boil, Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the beer breaks up for it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Did you ever replace that? No, it still works. Yeah, it still works. It's it still just, works. It's just, just a little melted. Yeah, it's just handicapped. <laughs> Was the chili worth it? Heck yeah. 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 Some milk chili. Payback. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, man, Tim, appreciate you coming on. Check him out. Eastern Backcountry on uh, Instagram, even though he hates it. Uh, <laughs> go give him I'll a post b- once a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, give that a follow and uh, check out his other podcast we did with him. Just great friend, uh, knows his shit. And uh, thank you, brother. Thanks, appreciate man. it. Yeah. Thank you. Till next time, Antler up. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up podcast. Again, that wraps us up for uh, this upcoming year for 2020. Looking forward to, to what uh, 2021 brings. And uh, see you in a couple weeks with the latest episode. And until next time, Antler Up.